this year to, to win, right? Our, our window is 2017 to 2019. Now we're building for the future. And if you're Carson Wentz and you're a 28-year-old supposed franchise quarterback, and you hear your GM say that, you're kind of saying, why are we here? It's almost like Bryce Harper with the Phillies, right? Phillies may be looking at a complete rebuild right now as Bryce Harper's entering the back half of his prime. And he's looking at John Middleton saying, well, why did I sign here for 13 years if you're going to waste my best? Yeah. And I don't know if the Eagles are necessarily going to do that. And in football, it's far, in football, it's far more easier to, to rebuild than it is in baseball. But I think there are a lot of tough decisions for this team. I think there are going to be a lot of guys that fans love. There are going to be a lot of guys from that 2017 team that, that people love still seeing on Sunday that I wouldn't want to have around starting next year. Like, there are going to be a lot of high-priced guys that I would want to move off of because it's, it's time to rebuild and start looking for the future and finding the next crop of talent. And, and they've admitted they started doing that. They, they moved on from Nigel Bradham. They moved on from Malcolm Jenkins. But that's not enough in my mind. They, they need to do a lot more, um, or we need to do a lot more to, to kind of move forward and get the ball rolling again because I just think – it's fine if you're having a bad down season like this and there are silver linings to fall back on and you can <coughs> identify certain players, but I don't see anyone this, this year where I'm saying, wow, that, that guy's really showing me something. Outside of you know, Travis Wilkins at one game, no one's really standing out to me saying, like, okay, I, I can see what they see in him. He's going to be a star moving forward. Oh, I see what that guy is. He, he was a seventh-round pick, but I can see him being a starter in this league. I don't see that with this team. I, I see a bunch of guys kind of playing the exact same you know role that they're expected to be playing. They're, they're playing at the level we expect them to play at, and that's worrisome because that means the hard part isn't done. Right, the star players that you need to make an impact, the guys that you need to, to change games with turnovers and big plays, they aren't here yet, and, and those are the toughest guys to find. And unfortunately, the Eagles are probably going to have to make some big moves to get them. Now, from a financial standpoint and as an owner, uh, obviously with the uncertainty of the, the COVID situation and no fans or now we're down to like, what is it, 25% fans. Um, if the question's asked about free agency, uh, are, are you prepared to talk about, um, you already mentioned it's not sustainable to continue to build your team through free agency, but right now you are looking at seven draft picks in the 2021 season. Um what is the plan? You know, are you going to have to go 50-50 here with the draft and free agency? I mean, obviously, you're going to move off some of these contracts. Are we are we to expect kind of a dip? Of, like, I don't want to call it the process, but are we are we going to expect this team to kind of dip a little bit before it comes back up? Yeah, I mean, in my mind, uh, it's going to be something where I don't know if financially the – the whole COVID situation is going to necessarily impact free agency. But at the same point, the, the Eagles with, with the cap, I don't know where they go from here. You know, I, I don't necessarily know where the Eagles can, can find this money um, to, to pay free agents to, to rebuild this team quickly. And I'm not sure if they should, right? Like I'm not sure if rebuilding this team through free agency again is necessarily what they should do. They, they kind of had it right the first time when they were adding guys like, you know, Connor Barlow and things like that, when you're adding guys who are, um, who are, you know, veteran free agents, but they weren't necessarily star free agents, right? Adding guys to fill roles that you were unable to find in the game. And I, I worry about their ability to, to do that again. Um, 
that's what free agency is necessarily for, it's for finding undervalued assets and, and turning them into two-star players based on, you know, what your, um, what your system is. Because, you know, you, you look at guys like Brandon Brooks. Right? Brandon Brooks is a high-priced free agent, but he wasn't a star. He wasn't a star in Houston, and he came here, and he became the best right guard in football. Um, based simply on, on playing for Jess Stoutland, and based simply on, on playing, you know, for the Philadelphia Eagles. So stuff like that I, I could see them doing, and I could see them trying to figure out. Um, but but right now my, my big issue would be you need to find young talent in the draft, whether that's high in the draft, whether that's in the mid-rounds. You need to identify young, cheap talent because they just have none of that right now. Absolutely, Tucker, and I think that your uh, assessment, uh, and I think you'd be a successful owner based on your philosophies moving <laughs> forward. Um, and I, I, I hope because a lot of these decisions, um, Jeffrey Laurie is going to have to really, obviously, make these decisions with some blinders on. I know there's some uh, allegiance with you know Howie, and I don't know so much with Doug. I think Doug might be being held kind of out the out the wind here a little bit, but um, the time is coming. Uh, for those hard decisions. And I, I honestly feel, and I'm not saying they're going to tank. I, I know they go out there every week and they fight their asses off. But I, I do feel that this season we're, we're headed for a, I, I don't want to say 2-13-1, but we are going to win less than five games this year as a, as a team. I really do believe that. Um, so I, I think some of those hard decisions are going to have to be made this offseason uh, you know, about the future of this, of this organization. And I think a lot of people, you know, every week that we suffer through this, more and more people are coming over to that side of thinking. And, it, you know, um, and one of the things that kind of make me, and I don't know, this is, this is a report that I heard, but there's, there was a report came out this week that Howie Roseman actually has the final say on who dresses every week. Now, I don't know the validity of that. I, I don't know this, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it kind of fits in with the line of dysfunctional functionality that this team is kind of, exhibited over the past three or four months. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to see go away as well. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something about, you know, if you think back to the last offseason with, you know, Jeff Lurie basically telling Doug Peterson, hey, you have to fire Mike Rowe 24 hours after Doug Peterson said Mike Rowe is definitely going to be back and, and coach with us in 2020. Like, it's almost like they, they don't trust Doug Peterson. I, I think if you look from the beginning, um, when they hired Jim Schwartz to basically be, Doug Peterson's babysitter and be the, the heir apparent for if or when things went wrong. Jim Schwartz is in to, to step into his role and become the new head coach of the Eagles. And, you know, Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl. Like, I, don't expect, I don't think they really expected Doug Peterson to be as successful as he was this quickly. And as a result, it, it's kind of led to this sort of power imbalance where you do have Jeff Lurie and you do have Howie Roseman in Doug Peterson's ear quite a bit because – they don't necessarily trust them. Yeah, and that, that is something that, honestly, I'm a big fan of. And, and Jeffrey Lurie's always kind of, like, struck me as an owner that's hands-off. I mean, he's not obviously a Jerry Jones, Cameron kind of guy. He's not that type of owner. But maybe there's some more going behind the scenes that we just don't know. And if the ownership group does not trust the head coach, and if they're in there trying to uh, confusing him or, or giving him information, then we need to get along from that because that, that that's not sustainable either. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tucker. Listen, man, I know you, you, you kind of squeezed me in here today. I appreciate it. Uh, it's always great to talk with you. It's always great to hear your your insight, especially that you're 
paired up mostly with that um, with that uh, stellar Philadelphia sports fan Joe Giglio. Uh, continue to keep the fight alive, and uh, you know I don't agree with your assessment of Matt Rule yet, but uh, I know you're 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 extremely pro Matt Rule, and I know he's done some well things down in Carolina, but. Come on, man. Let's get a let's get a little bit more than a half a season of uh, not even a half a season, <laughs> a quarter plus a season of work. But Tucker, you're always invited to come back. I, I I really love talking with you. And again, if you if you're in the Delaware Valley and you want to hear Tucker, you can hear him weekdays from six p.m. to twelve a.m. on ninety four point one. And, and if you're not in Delaware Valley, go ahead and download that radio.com app and search ninety four WIP. Tucker, have a great weekend, man. Thank you, Matt. You too. All right. So that was Tucker Bagley. Uh, joining me for a very, uh, I think that was pretty fun. I like, I like doing that. And, uh, you know, I think, um, when you kind of eliminate those, those gut, uh, impulses, like Ed, that every fan is thinking that they were put in a position as the Eagles owner, they go in there on day one and clean house. I think that that is a, um, you know, that's obviously not the right thing to do either, especially in season type of situation. So I agree with a lot of his assessments about how to fix this football team. Uh, I also agree with – I don't agree with some of them. I mean, I, I believe that uh, very, very, very kind of just looking at it the way I see it now, I think there's there's some levels of dysfunctional um, work here between the upper management levels and then on, on the field management levels. Um, and, and I got that. That might be a dual Howie-Jeff thing or that might be uh, Jeffrey – influencing Howie, what's that influences Doug. I, I I don't know the actual dynamic of it, but everything kind of screams that there's something going on that's not necessarily Doug Peterson's got final say over, over this football team on the field. I, it, it, every week there's something that resurfaces that, that makes you think that way. So I, as the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, would be most certainly uh, moving on from Howie Roseman at the very minimum. Uh, he's going to be, um, and I, I, I wouldn't even necessarily trust him at the trading deadline. Uh, I, I would be very um, matter of fact about what I wanted to see happen at the trading deadline. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned, as Tucker also mentioned, about the salary cap issue next season, and about once again trying to like sustain this team through free agency. Just can't do it. And when you only have seven draft picks going into the season now, you know the players that you have currently on this roster that have value this is the most value they're going to have right now. You know, teams are going to want to add these pieces right now. They're going to want to, they're, they're going to think that they're in a position to make a move or a position to make a run. And, and they're, they may overpay a little bit for some players. So you have assets here to move. I would be moving them. I would be listening to any and all trading trade offers. And to be honest with you, I would not trust Howie Roseman to make that final decision. I'd be literally sitting next to him, listening to some of these offers and being like, well, you know, let's, let's kind of evaluate that because I want to go into the draft in 2021 with at least 13 picks th- spread it throughout the draft, you know? And I think that we have the assets on this team right now to garner six additional draft picks for this coming season or this coming draft. So, um, and yeah, there's this whole thing. Well, you know, with the way the college football season has been this year, you know, kind of some teams playing, some teams not playing, some teams just starting to play now. You know, are you going to get a true gauge on the talent levels of these kids? Well, listen, come on. I got scouts combing the country right now, right? I got guys that have been doing this thing for 20, 30 years. I think that they should have a pretty good grasp on a player's potential at the NFL level. Now, with the track record of this team, obviously, 
maybe I need to call my scouting team in as well. So um, I would be more matter of fact. You know, I'm not going to make any in-season moves like like that as well. I think Howie will definitely, you know, hold the reins until the end of the season. But I am definitely moving off of my GM at a very minimum. Um, you know, I think sitting down and talking to Doug Peterson and really kind of assessing where he's at as a head coach and what he thinks, uh, you know, this team will – needs going forward. Uh, I'm not completely sold on moving off of Doug right now. I'm not. I, I think Doug is a good coach. I really do. And I'm not, and I'm also not completely sold of moving off of Carson right now because partly the financial situation, as Tucker mentioned, you know, that contract extension is going to be a massive hit if they decide to go ahead and release him after this year. I mean, what, 70-some-odd million dollars of dead cap? I mean, Eagles can't afford that. I don't know. Any, any team in the NFL can afford something like that. So, but maybe you can trade Carson. Maybe Carson's an offseason move you can make. Uh, you know, there's some teams out there that may feel like they're, they're a Carson Wentz away. So I'm just saying that right now, every, everything and anything is on, on my table as far as trying to get this football team better. And I, I, I used the word process earlier on, and I, and I use it as a, as a way, as a negative way. I, I don't want to go to the process uh, because the NFL is one of those leagues that you can really – if you do it correctly, you could turn things around in one season. But right now, um, right now, we just need to do that. And, and I will and I will stay on this narrative all season long until hopefully something is done. So great, great talk with Tucker. Great opportunity to, to kind of get into his ear again. Please uh, check his work out. He, he does an outstanding job working on the, on the geez, 94 WIP. And uh, as always, you know, uh, you know, call these shows. And and I'm not, if you're not in the Philadelphia area and, and you don't subscribe to any of these, you know, Philadelphia channels, that's fine. You don't have to. But whatever area you're in, find out what the local sports show is. Call in. Give these guys some, you know, controversy. Give these guys some um, things to talk about. You know, remember, you know, the experts in sports. I mean, what is that really? I mean, it's a guy that sits around and, and reads, you know, articles and, you know, um, just immerses himself in, in the same, you know, in the same things that you can immerse yourself in. They're not, there's no like Xanadu of sports knowledge that they're tapping into on a daily. No, they're tapping into the same things that you can tap into, uh, you know, Twitter, Google, you know, things like that. They're following um, writers from around the country that are adding in their two cents. They're watching games on TV and making their assessments. You can do the same thing. So they never feel inferior to the on-air sports talk show host. No, never feel, feel that way. Um, controversy is a good thing. So call in with some opinions. Have your voice be heard. All right. All right. So that's going to wrap me up today. Uh, great day. Great opportunity to come at you here with a fun show, I thought. And uh, tomorrow, of course, I'll be back, uh, you know, uh, talking Eagles, Ravens, breaking that thing down. Kyle Quinn will join me as he always does, and we will – Jump headstrong into tomorrow's game. A lot to talk about with that game. The Eagle injury report, once again, is ballooning out of control. So um, I'll be definitely trying to get inside Kyle's head a little bit about that. So until then, enjoy your Saturday, everybody. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Take care.